Our top story tonight, Josh Allen. Josh Allen is expected to be the newest cover candidate for Madden. And at least they're doing something right over at Madden. Because Madden, let's be honest, EA has dropped the ball. We'll be talking about that update from OTAs and across the NFL on Player Profiler today. As I said, Josh Allen is expected to become the next cover athlete of Madden. The announcement will become official later this week, but it is leaked, rumored, expected. However you want to call it, Josh Allen is expected to become the next cover athlete of Madden, which, it's, I don't know, I can't really argue against it. It's a pretty good decision. 5,092 yards total, that is rushing and throwing combined. 42 combined touchdowns, both are more than Jalen Hurts, who there are two other candidates that I think are probably more deserving, and that's Jalen Hurts and it's Justin Herbert. I know touchdowns, yards, you look at it, it's Josh Allen above Jalen Hurts, surprisingly, but rushing touchdowns for Jalen Hurts, the two missed games for Jalen Hurts and just the MVP play of Jalen Hurts. That's why I would put Jalen Hurts just a little bit ahead of Josh Allen. And then I also would have been fine if he gave it to Justin Jefferson as well because he had such an elite season. But we're splitting hairs at this point. If we're going to give it to someone other than Patrick Holmes, Patrick Holmes deserves it as well. Joe Burrow deserves it as well, but... I think it has to be one of those five, Mahomes, Burrow, Hurts, Jefferson, and Allen. Sounds as though they're choosing Allen. And let's be honest, how much of this is to sell copies to Bill's Mafia? Because I know people, I know football fans that will buy copies of Madden, not to ever play, but just to have it, just to have the game, to display it with their favorite player on it. I know. Doesn't make sense to everyone. Not my cup of tea. I haven't bought Madden in a couple years now, but people will do that. Bill's Mafia will do it. We saw it with Peyton Hillis. Everyone lost their minds when Peyton Hillis was the cover athlete of Madden. People are going to go crazy when it's officially announced that it's Josh Allen. And I mean, he is going to look baller. As hell. I mean, look at this. The visor. I hope it's Josh Allen with a visor. Maybe Josh Allen hurdling someone, which we have seen so, so many times. And we can actually see once again here. Josh Allen just a hurdling machine. Josh Allen just, he is a wizard. He is a magician. He is a unicorn, a centaur. Josh Allen does things on a football field that don't make sense. Maybe this is a year too late for Josh Allen. Maybe he should have been the cover athlete last year, especially after what he did in the playoffs where he lost to Patrick Mahomes, even though he didn't lose. He didn't have a single drive where he couldn't lead the team to points, but still lost the game. Either way, Josh Allen is a star. Josh Allen is a stud. Josh Allen absolutely deserves to be on the cover of Madden. 
Oh, guys, also deserve it, but I don't think we can really argue it. Congrats to Josh Allen. Happy to have so many friends here on the show. Robert Page, Jay Mucha, Carlos Payer, all the way coming from Europe. Happy to have you tuning in. Disco Stu BC as well. Oh, goodness. Chris Sims QB rankings. I didn't see Hertz was at seven. I saw through number eight, or maybe it was number nine. I saw this top 10 started. Chris Sims is not my cup of tea. I don't think Chris Sims is particularly good at quarterback rankings. I think he's quite frankly bad at them. And I think there are some certain biases that Chris Sims has that leads him to rank certain players lower than other players. Just not my cup of tea, though. But what is my cup of tea? You know, it is the FFPC. Love the FFPC. We've got a draft going on right now with the Roto Underworld Player Profiler staff. I am... Two picks away, last I check, from making my selection. Yet, Trev is still on the clock. Trevor Tipton, so far, through four rounds. Yeah, through four rounds. I started with Justin Jefferson, as I mentioned, because I wanted to stack him with Kirk Cousins. Otherwise, I'd pick Jamar Chase ahead of Justin Jefferson, but the stacking potential is what I was going for. Then, followed it up with Chubb and Aaron Rodgers. So, I got my two quarterbacks. I got my hero running back and I don't want to I mean, just in case Trevor watches this before he makes this pick I'm not going to say who I am taking but I've got it already queued up so even if I got the pick goes in while I'm live it'll still go through and I'll keep you updated on this team keep you updated as I continue to beat up on the rest of the player profiler faithful rest of the player profiler staff over on the FFPC you know, people always ask me, hey, what is the, the World Series of Fantasy or the Super Bowl of Fantasy Football? And it's easy. It's the FFPC, the Fantasy Football Players Championship. It's a $6 million prize pool. And they've had their never-too-early best ball leagues cranking since February. And so the FFPC is the answer to so many questions. Hey, hey, where's the best place to get a Dynasty Orphan? Well, you can adopt a Dynasty Orphan at the FFPC. That's why we partner with them. If you want to play fantasy football for low, medium, high stakes, seasonal, best ball, dynasty, go to the FFPC. And don't forget, promo code UNDERWORLD to get you $25 off your first team. $25 off your first team, no matter what team it is, no matter what format it is, at the FFPC. Go do it. Go do it. Go sign up at the FFPC today. You can draft Josh Allen if you'd like, or you can draft some of the other players we're going to be talking about, including Brock Purdy, because we're starting to hear more and more that Brock Purdy is going to be the starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers all the way in week one. That's just the vibe around the building. It's just coming from beat reporters, but Brock Purdy starting sounds like it could be a real thing. He has started throwing a 15-ounce NFL football for the first time last week. Went through his first week of throwing his first week of practice with a football. Brock Purdy sounds like he's the guy. Trey Lance is going to get all the first team reps. Sam Darnold starting to mix in too. But the healthier Brock Purdy gets... The quicker he gets healthy, 49ers may just pull the plug immediately and say, you know what? 
didn't see enough from Trey Lance. We don't care that Purdy's going to take some time to adjust to the offense because he wasn't in camp all year because he didn't have an elbow. Brock Purdy starting week one is sounding more and more like a possibility. I don't. I think it should be Trey Lance. I think they should give Brock Purdy more time to hear, but the drumbeat for Brock Purdy grows louder and louder. If Chubb goes down, God forbid, what kind of usage can we expect from Ford? It seems as though they really like Ford. He's the new Kareem Hunt. He's not going to get Kareem Hunt-type usage. He is going to be more of a true change of pace back. We're going to see more Nick Chubb on third downs. But if he gets hurt, they don't really have anything behind him unless they go out and sign someone. That's the one thing we are waiting on and looking for. But Jerome Ford is quite, quite the elite handcuff. Is Trey Lance looking terrible in OTAs? No, there was one clip where he was shuffling over the bags and throwing, but the point of the drill wasn't to throw to the coach. It was to throw to a spot. You can see at the end of the clip, the coach claps his hands like, ah, man, I messed up there because it doesn't matter. It's all about the footwork. It's all, that's what they were practicing in the drill. Everyone freaks out. Oh, he looks so bad in this drill. No, you just don't know what the point of the drill is. And that's why it's important not to overreact OTAs training camp and all of that, because this is the time where you should be making mistakes. You should be testing the outer limits of what you can do as a passer. You should be making throws you wouldn't normally make. So it's not a bad thing to be missing throws or to look bad to the media. As long as the coaches don't start saying, yeah, he was awful today. Then that's when we start to worry for now. Not worried about Trey Lance. Not worried about Justin Herbert either. He is nearing a return for seven on seven drills. He is progressing quite well. He had surgery on his non-throwing shoulder this offseason. He's been throwing in drills where it's just thrown to receivers. Now, he's going to start throwing in seven on seven. Justin Herbert getting back to good. And so is Aaron Rodgers. We talked about how Aaron Rodgers had missed some time with that calf injury. He is back, and he is just as good as ever. Of course, we get the Jets slowing this down, just showing us the ball travel in the air all the way. So I believe, oh no, it's Malik Taylor, former Green Bay Packer Malik Taylor on the deep ball. But this is the kind of stuff that gets Twitter buzzing. The kind of stuff that gets people excited. Just this one clip, Aaron Rodgers showing off his arm strength. And this isn't a knock on Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has a very strong arm, but you can't see what actually happens in this. We have no idea how far the ball travels. Just know that it goes up high. It's in slow motion and it looks pretty cool. But as the hairy snowman says, don't overreact to OTAs. Listen to coaches, watch film to confirm your biases, but that's about it. That's all it is, is we are just confirming our biases at this point in the offseason. We hear what we want to hear. The time we pay attention is when coaches say something out of the ordinary. If coach says that a player has not performed well, that they're disappointed with a, a player, that matters. All the fluff that, oh, Player X looks great. Or when the media says, oh, player Y looks terrible. I don't really care. There are certain bits of news that matter that are relevant to us, but a lot of it is just noise. 
Remember Jamar Chase when he couldn't catch the football? He didn't know how to catch NFL football? Yeah, that is some of the offseason news that we are going to get. We're not at that point yet, but we're not going to overreact to players looking bad in practice. We're going to be happy that Aaron Rodgers and Justin Herbert are progressing well. We're happy that Brock Purdy is progressing well. And this isn't overreacting to anything new or anything that is overly surprising. It's just, hey, we've known for a while that the 49ers love Brock Purdy. We just didn't think that he would be back this early. Now it's starting to sound like he could be back this early. And if he is, then yeah, logically, it kind of makes sense that Kyle Shanahan would force him on the field. That's just who Kyle Shanahan is. But we have another word from the podfather. If you want to know more about these injuries to Aaron Rodgers, Justin Herbert, Brock Purdy, all these players, go and get the injury finder today. Now, as we at Player Profiler have become a full-blown machine learning company, the crowning achievement has to be the injury finder. We're now taking BMI data and injury history data and assigning a probability that a player is injured on any given touch. And not only can you see a player's fragility rating, their injury risk, we also have analysis from professional physical therapists breaking down all the major players that underwent surgery last year and what their rehabilitation looks like heading into 2023. There's a tool to compare players. There's a database where you can say, show me all the foot injuries, show me all the severe injuries, show me all the injuries requiring surgery. It provides you the key market intelligence to know what is the difference in probability that player X versus player Y will miss games this year. It's great for fantasy football, and it also just satisfies your curiosity as a fan. Go to the App Store, go to Google Play, download it. It's five bucks every year just to reload the latest injury predictions and fragility ratings. The 2023 data is live now. Open your phone and get smarter. Truly, truly love the injury finder. Player profile. I I know I say this all the time. I know I'm biased because I work here, but really, we're building something special here at Player Profiler. I cannot wait to continue to unroll it with all of you. I'm a Butler fan. Oh, NBA talk. Go Heat. I would really love to see Jimmy Butler win. He he deserves it. He really does, but it's probably going to be the Nuggets, but I would love it. Jimmy Butler did. Anyways, moving on to some rookie updates. Nothing too new and exciting. You know, Jackson Smith and Jigba's Doug Baldwin. When you look at the short area quickness and all that jazz, he's getting hyped for Doug Baldwin. That is one of those prior confirming moves one of those pieces of information that it only matters because we want it to matter it only matters because we already liked the player so doesn't really matter jackson smith and jigba drawing comparisons to doug baldwin we already knew that this is stuff we already knew it's cool grabs the headlines doesn't move the needle same with tank dell tank dell looking good in practice i mean look they slowed it down slow motion gets open doesn't really matter that much. It's shorts. We know Tank Dell is going to be a star in shorts. He's just that kind of player, that kind of mover, that kind of shaker, route runner. He is elite. Cody Carpentier at the NFL Combine told us how dominant he was. He was absolutely perfect. This is the time of year where Tank Dell will shine. He's going to have a role in week one. I've been saying that for a while. This isn't because of the training camp highlights. This is because... Tank Dell's going to have a role. They drafted him because C.J. Stroud asked them to. It is a weak wide receiver depth chart. 
Tank Dell is going to have a role. And so is Michael Wilson of the Arizona Cardinals. Michael Wilson, a favorite of Podfather. He is big. He is strong. He is fast. He is agile. He can run routes. Michael Wilson, I think he's going to surprise a lot of people this year. I really, really like Michael Wilson. Everyone at Player Profiler does. I know he suffered through injuries. I know it's a small sample size, but Michael Wilson, he's got it. He really does. I think Michael Wilson has that it factor drafted in the third round. I'm excited. I am excited for Michael Wilson. Harry Stoneman likes Michael Wilson a bunch. A.J. Brown Jr. I haven't heard that comparison ever made. That's an interesting one. They, I think like they played different games, but more run after the catch. Oh, big hits. Okay, I get what you're saying. I know Harry Stoneman is big into the film watching as well as the numbers. So interesting. I'll have to consider that just a little bit more. Now to the news. I'm sure if you've, you're on Twitter, you have heard Theo Greminger is now the director of content here at Player Profiler. Like I said, we are building something special here. I am biased. And Disco Stu, you are too kind. I don't think I am the best thing that Player Profiler has going. I am just one piece of a beautiful puzzle that we are building. A beautiful tapestry, a mosaic, whatever you want to call it. I am just, just one little part of it. But thank you so much for the kind words. You've probably also heard that the Kansas City Chiefs are at the White House today. Last time they won the Super Bowl, they didn't get to go to the White House because of the COVID pandemic. So nice to see that they were rewarded. Patrick Mahomes got to go to the White House. The Buffalo Bills are breaking ground on a $1.54 billion stadium. The team is going to stay in Buffalo, New York. It is not going to be moving. Won't be moving to Toronto, Canada, which would have been nice to you. Almost had that. Bonjo tried to move it here. Didn't work out. But as Disco Stew has asked, something that we were going to get to. But yes, the Colts are rumored to be under investigation. There is a player that is looked at heavily for gambling. And there are reports that this player bet over 100 times on different games, including Indianapolis Colts games, which is a huge no-no. You cannot do that. You cannot bet on your own team's games, especially. And rumors, according to Destin Adams, one of the Colts beat reporters, he has been told that it is cornerback Isaiah Rogers Sr. that has been busted gambling. Now, I don't have a source here. This is all from Destin Adams on Twitter, Colts beat reporter. But... Some notable names that I trust seem to believe Destin and trust him and have elevated that post. And so it appears that it is Isaiah Rogers Sr. The report was it was a player that is not a star, but the average fan had likely heard of them. Most Colts fans know who Isaiah Rogers is. He was supposed to be the starting cornerback opposite Julius Brents, which now makes Darius Rush even more important. It sucks. It's really unfortunate. Gambling within the NFL, very controversial subject, especially because they're partnered with so many different sports books. But the betting on your own team is just, 
game changing. No, can't do that. Julius Brett and Darius Ruck could be two day one starters at cornerback. There were rumors that it was Michael Pittman. The internet instantly, well, he's not a star, but players, people have heard of him. It's got to be Michael Pittman then. And it's just the internet overreacting. There's nothing to say that I've read that says it's Michael Pittman. I've only seen Isaiah Rogers. I hope, I hope at the end of this that it, it's all untrue. There's no one actually that's going to be suspended for gambling, that it never happened. But that's just me and my wishful thinking. I just wish the best for all of these players. They all deserve a long, happy career with no, whatever you want to call this, no infractions. Either way, Isaiah Rogers, we'll see what happens once the investigation comes out. We're also hearing that Traylon Burt, the drumbeat continues to grow louder for him. Different player, spent all offseason at the facility. Ryan Tannehill loves him. Just every day, it's more Traylon Burks propaganda, and I am here for it. We also had a report come out today that the, the Dolphins tried to trade for Dalvin Cook earlier today. Sorry. Report came out earlier today that in March, the Dolphins tried to trade for Dalvin Cook. That fell through. And the fact that it fell through kind of leads me to believe that the Dolphins aren't going to acquire Dalvin Cook. They drafted Devon Chain. I think they like him. It's still a possibility, but I think Dalvin Cook, Dolphins has just been too often. We have heard Dalvin Cook to the Dolphins. I think it's a, I don't know. It seems too obvious to actually happen. As for the Dallas Cowboys, maybe they signed Dalvin Cook. It's unlikely that they bring in DeAndre Hopkins. We already kind of assumed that with Brandon Cook's trade going through. And Zeke. Zeke has not been ruled out for the Dallas Cowboys, which probably means Leonard Fournette is in play, which probably means Dalvin Cook is in play, which probably means Kareem Hunt is in play. Cowboys going to add a run back, not going to enter the season with Leek Davis and Ronald Jones as the RB2. Deuce Vaughn has his own role as the Darren Sproles, but that's not going to be the case. Damian Pierce looking to take an even bigger step, even more of a workload play, even more on third downs. You remember Rex Burkhead saw a lot of steps on third downs. Because Damian Pierce, not the best pass blocker. That is something that he is working on. Trying to make sure that Devin Singletary is just a pure backup. By all accounts, kind of what we're hearing. Devin Singletary, pure backup. Damian Pierce, still a bell cow. Still going to keep that job that he had last year. Devin Singletary is just a change of pace back. And finally, speaking of big workloads at running back, Rashad White says that there's going to be a lot of balls coming his way this season based on how the practices have gone so far. They're running a lot of spread five wide where the running back is a wide receiver. And that is something that Rashad White is comfortable with. That is something that excites Rashad White. Because back in high school, Rashad White, he wasn't a true running back. He, in high school, played a shotgun wing T offense, which I played in the wing T in high school. That is very tight splits, a wing back instead of running back, a fullback, similar to what they ran at Army and Navy for all those years, the triple option. Rashad White came from a shotgun version of that, which means that they had a slot back as well as a tailback and a fullback. Again, this is an offense that I played against in high school, but Rashad White was a slot back in high school. He was not a running back. He was not a wide receiver. Lined up in the slot, got a lot of carries there, but Rashad White is comfortable as a wide receiver. That's what he did in high school. That is what he did early in his life. And so now Rashad White 
in the NFL showing people that, hey, yeah, if I wanted to, I could have been drafted as a wide receiver. And that is why we love Rashad White, because I know the rushing wasn't that impressive last year, but targets are a skill. Rashad White command targets. Therefore, Rashad White is skilled.